Yes, Lord. Amen. What's up, guys? And welcome to the Drum Talk Podcast, the podcast where we don't just drum about it. We talk about it. My name is Nate Testa. And as always, I am joined by Le Austin Ware. How you doing, bro? Um, I'm all right. How are you? You're right. I'm I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. Um, I would like to start off real quick saying that last week's episode, like so much great feedback. Yeah. Like straight up. Like the Braden was absolutely amazing. Like the dude 17, he acted like he was a pro on podcast. My first podcast my first podcast was terrible when I first got interviewed. It was awful. Huh. It really wasn't. He was like coming in like oh strutting, like, oh yeah. I'm gonna come in here and just rock this podcast right here. So it was he, awesome. It, it was, was really awesome. Good. Last, yeah. Dude, yeah, last week was so good. Oh, how many? How many? Uh, yeah, there so, was I mean, quite a bit of listeners the first day, like the most I think we've had yet on the first day, which is awesome. Yeah, on the on the first day, like it was like it doesn't matter how many, but it to was me, like, this you're right. Yeah, you're, you're, it was it was it was a, a thousand. No, I'm just joking. It wasn't a thousand. Yeah, <laughs> it was a good amount. It was cool. No, it was it was it was it was. And guys, we thank you so much for checking it out for um, listening in. Um, giving us a lot of feedback on like Instagram and we're working on TikTok still. We're playing around with some stuff there. Um, but also like, you know, the Google podcast and all that crazy stuff and the app, Apple podcast and the podcast things. You guys are awesome. We appreciate you listening in and hearing our, us talk about like random stuff, which is awesome. So yeah, I just, I think everyone, like today, today's going to be some random stuff. We all know how to hit subscribe. So on any, whatever it is. Yeah. Like we, we don't, we, you guys know how to do that. If you enjoy the, if you guys have been enjoying it, keep on doing that, sharing it, doing all them things. <laughs> all the things. Yeah. All the things. All of them things. Dude, this so is, we, su- uh, this is super, about- this is super random, but have you seen the like recent movement from like California to like Texas of like people making that move? And then also like there's people who, are starting to talk about like Nashville. Really? From California. Yeah. It's kind of interesting. The main thing I heard of, obviously this wave kind of started pretty early, starting with Joe Rogan. Yep. And Joe kind of like, when everyone heard Joe was leaving, they were like, oh crap. Like I, I'm leaving. <laughs> like a lot of them were just like, I'm gone. I'm done. It's like, it's like the older brother takes the big step and you're like, oh, I'm following him. I'm following that guy. He's yeah. going to Texas. He's in Texas now. Yeah. I saw that. It's crazy. Yeah, it's wild. Super cool. Same thing with Florida. Mad people are coming to Florida too. Yep. Migrating south. Like in droves. The great south. The great old south. Where we have gators. The great old south. Where we have gators and, and some palm trees. And that hillbilly and no country music. And that hillbilly country. That's, the, that's, what people, down here. that's what people think. When they hear Tennessee, they think like, oh, you're a... You must wear a cowboy hat. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, you did. For, you have though, like for a video, <laughs> not for leisure, not as like a chosen I style. Like, that's, that's, hey, I'm leaving the house today. Oh, I forgot my cowboy hat. I mean, when we met up in Florida, that's what you were wearing. So I don't know, dude. You had no, boots on too, bruh. <laughs> that is not real. That is not <laughs> no, it's not real, guys. He's not the, t- the TikTok no, drummer's I mean, not rolling around uh, with high I mean, boots and. <laughs> I mean, no, like honestly, I would rock that if it was like me. It's just not me. 
like I think it's a dope look yeah, I know. on on some. But anyway, there's a lot of people in high school that I knew that like rocked <clears throat> some some boots going into uh going to high school. I was like, dude, you you rock it, homie. Hey, even SEU, bro. SEU people rocked them some boots. I was like, dude, dude <laughs> I feel for you, bro. Dude, like somebody was like, dude, this is super comfortable. I wonder um, who is the best drummer in cowboy boots, if that's a thing. Like, is there is there somebody who's like their trademark is is like that they drum in cowboy boots? No. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I haven't seen it yet. Maybe we need to scroll on TikTok and just Bro, you know, I bet you there's find some one. killer drummers that like wear cowboy boots, honestly, like on, on Broadway in Nashville. Oh, I, I think so. I believe you. There's got to be. You. Yeah. Anyways. Oh, uh, talking about different shoes when you play drums. This is funny. I did see a video from Drumio where he went through different like types of shoes. And one of them was like wearing cowboy boots to play drums. Dude, that's a funny. bro. Like, that's such a good TikTok idea. Oh, yeah, they did it. They did it on a, it was like a, but it was like a longer video. On, and they on like Drumio? went through different. On Drumio, yep. I think it's on their Instagram page. Yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to look forward to something. Speaking but of Drumio, did you I, see? Did you see their recent TikTok video? One of them went dude, like crazy viral. Excuse me, crazy viral. Yeah, the longest um, drum fill. <laughs> yeah, with dude. The, uh, in the air tonight. You buy, yeah, bro. <laughs> that was that, so was, that was so That's creative. So, I loved that. One hundred percent. Jared yeah. does really cool stuff with that. He and he really loves that song too. Like I like his too, but like he loves that song. He's even doing like he did that same groove on a small little like Yamaha bop kit. It's yeah. basically like the Steve Jordan like bop kit. Yeah, and he he did the same fill on that. He like loves that beat. Yeah, dude, that was awesome. I'm just like really. Yeah, I man, I lost <laughs> it, bro. He has so many drums, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Like and then he the went Tom, up his stairs, bro. Mounted on the rails, yeah, on the stairs, yes. on the rails, yeah. It was mounted on the rails, dude. Yo, I was like, <laughs> amazed, like just, yeah, yeah. In awe, like I, I bow down to the how much um, gear they have because I do not have that much gear, and I'm a gear nerd, but I do not have that much money to buy all that gear. That's so many drums, like Tom after Tom after. He had so many Toms to go around downstairs bro he's a out the door yeah like all the way around the building back into the studio and then yeah. land on the one to if, it, on the if someone's like, wondering what we're talking about it's uh drumio uh you can find the video on tiktok just search their page and like it's i probably will, i got you with the show away, notes, bro i got but, you but yeah anyways i got what, you with the show notes i'll link it in the show notes yeah what what do we have um i think was it some some like setup stuff? Uh, you know, as far as yeah, what were we? That we were talking was, about that earlier in the week. Some drum setup stuff, and we were like, dude, we should we should talk about some of that on the on the podcast. I was thinking more of like the 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 evolution of our drum setup. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like when's like the first the first time you ever thought. Oh, I want the tom right here, or I want this, or the symbol right here. Like maybe that. Starting there, and then moving mm. to like where we have our setups now. You know, 
Because I, yeah. I can think of the first time that I put like a symbol right there. Like, oh, I wanted this here or I want this here. So maybe we could start there. Um, did I think you just started. <laughs> oh, I did. <laughs> well, I think I think I mean, you I asked really me and thinking- then like you just started. You're <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Oh, okay. You start. <laughs> oh, oh, okay. You start. Oh, wait, I'm going to start. All right. Oh, oh, all right. Like, thanks. Thanks for being the great host, when, Nate. When someone asks you a question and then they answer it like right after before you have time to answer it. I've done that before. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. All right. So I will, bad. I will start. Um, all I've right. never thought of it that way. But it makes sense because eventually, as as a drummer, you get to the point where you start to build muscle memory and mm-hmm. begin to realize that a, that placement feels good in a certain area. And if it's not in that area, it's kind of mm-hmm. weird. Um, so I, I, it was probably a couple maybe of in years the recent years. Into, yeah, I mean. I, I mean, no, it was probably a couple years into drumming when I started to realize like very, very slightly my snare, you know, just like my snare feels better mm-hmm. if it's like here, but like that was it. And then maybe like a year later, I was like, oh, my toms, you know, I think it was, it's definitely not like an all of a sudden thing, but obviously yeah. where, you know, currently where I'm at as a drummer, like I could sit down on a kit and be like, and just know exactly where stuff needs to be moved within, you know, five minutes or so. Um, yeah, which is probably, you know, same for you. So yeah, I mean, kind of, kind of over the course of 10 plus years. Yeah. Sorry. I was just getting a call. Yeah. Randomly threw me off, but yeah, that's yeah. What about you? Yeah, no, I mean, for, for me, um, I think every drummer could kind of come to this point as well because I can't quite frankly, I was going to say that earlier. And honestly, I can't really think of a moment where it was like, that's where the Tom needs to be. Um, I know I'm able just to sit down at any kit, even though I like something particular now. Mm -hmm. Um, I kind of just sit down and like maybe adjust a symbol or two here and there, but I won't like massively flip the drum set upside down and just like, try to change it to where I like it all the time. Cause you, you're not always in that situation. So, I mean, maybe I'm kind of like in the same situation you are over the past like 10 years, I maybe started thinking about it a little bit more, mm-hmm. um, but I've always kind of been like, Hey, this is what I, I, I have dealt with with me and the church that I'm playing for, or the person I'm playing for has a specific setup and they don't really want to change it. So I'm just going to keep with it. Um, when I tried to eventually switch things to like what I like it, it was when I was like started going to SEU. And I st- I really kind of like the one up, two down when it comes to toms. And then having that ride in the other tom spot. Yeah. And kind of just p- started playing around with that type of setup now. And that's when I that's when I know like I started really thinking about like, hey, this is what – and that was only like what, four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. That I really started saying, hey, this is actually I, – I really like this. And then it's just adjusting of the tom, adjusting of the snare. Definitely 100% with the snare. Um, that was even before SEU where um, my friend was like, hey, uh, you know, if you want to hit rim shots all the time, for instance, you want to have that snare higher than your thigh so you're not digging into your thigh. And like 
destroying your thigh when you're doing like rim shots. So then I started like bring my snare up a little bit. Yeah. So uh, if, if, if someone doesn't know a rim shot is basically when you hit the snare head and the uh, like the rim of the snare at the same time. Um, But uh, what's, what's interesting about that is um, so ever since I think it was probably like 2015. It was probably like five years ago now. Uh, I had that. Um, it was actually before that. I started tilting my drums. Uh, oh, pretty oh, much yeah, in, in inspiration of uh, Garrett Goodwin. And yep. Um, it was way before I actually like met him and stuff though. Like, cause cause I used to go to his uh, the church he used to play drums at when this was like eight years ago maybe it was a long time ago when he first started oh, playing he was i was there when he like when he got that gig with carrie he was like drumming there all the time oh sick he was drumming like that, that then cool. and i was like i was probably like 12 and i saw him doing that or 13 and i started like slowly messing with that but if you tilt your drums rim shots are way easier and you don't have to like destroy your thigh but trying to do by trying to like get, uh hit a rim shot did you know that have you have you yeah yeah no i destroy my thigh or uh, tilt it forward yeah like tilting it forward helps I, get that consistent rim shot yeah yeah i actually personally haven't tried it i may have tried it accidentally cuz like the I'd be hitting this snare so hard that it starts to tilt forward. So it's a little weird. So I fixed it, but I normally keep mine pretty flat. The yeah. only person I ever saw do that um, was when I was watching a, a video of Buddy Rich. And Buddy mm. Rich had his snare tilted forward because he played traditional grip instead of match grip. Gotcha. And so he had this, the snare in between his fingers. He had the snare. Um, yeah, the snare in between his fingers. The stick in between his fingers – yeah. And he would basically play open, essentially kind of like an open hand instead of like tr- what we play now, like yeah. match grip or French grip. So that helped him because of the same factor that you're saying is that he tilted it forward so that if he needed to do a quick rim shot, he could do that in that holding of the stick um, positioning. So that made yeah. it really easy for him to do that, which I can understand why you would tilt it. And you were getting to a point where you were like, you were tilting it pretty far forward. Yeah. Like it was starting to get pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. Like I was like, oh, what's, what's Austin doing? Yeah. I have a Especially very, when I text for you in 2018. Setup. Very weird. I mean, like, now you do. Yeah. Compared yeah, to, we, to we, can get, to we can get into that if you want to. Yeah. Where do you, where, where like do you, how, how did you get from, like from where from where you were with um, the leaning everything forward and then maybe evolving until because I remember like we maybe we can hit a little bit of the tour that me and you did together because I know we experimented even on the tour with like even cymbal height different <laughs> positioning of the toms like we were we were even playing around like you're I'm pretty sure your setup not drastically changed but it changed like slightly every night you would ask me to like, Hey, can you like put this Tom up a little higher or let's play with this. Let's play with that. Well, I think, yeah, I think that was just me trying to see if you could get it to where I was used to it. And, and it just took, you know, I think tweaking every night just like to get, cause, cause you hadn't really text for me like that before. So I think like, right. I think that was me just like trying to get it to where 
how I like it. Because honestly, dude, my stuff, my setup hasn't, like, angling and all that, like, hasn't really changed much in a while. Um, oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and heights and stuff, like, of my symbols and all that, like, are, are in the same general area. Um, I have added, like, on my, on my, on my DW uh, performance kit, like, I've added a Tom, um, which that I play, like, my, my, smallest tom i play that to the left like right beside my hi-hat and then the uh my my uh medium tom i play you know directly in front of my snare so i don't have anything in the traditional like like in the middle of the drum set how you traditionally rack toms yep mine shifted to the left drastically i i think it also played a part that um and this does what do you call it? Um, with the bass drum itself, it doesn't have any any holes for the tom mounts, does it? It does not. Mm-mm. Yeah, so that affects your your even idea of approaching that because then you would have to have like two different mounts on cymbal stands, and then you would have to like play around with that. And so it makes a lot of sense that you just positioned it boom in that facet. And if you wanted to, like you were able to, you know, hit the hit that higher rack tom kind of quick if you were doing something like interesting on the hi-hat and snare you have something available to you that could be different or you're able to reach without breaking the the feel of what you're doing at that moment so for, it, it totally sure. makes sense yeah and plus too like i'm i'm pretty big on on not uh just in a in a in a creative from a creative perspective, I like a I like different setup than like the traditional. Like if I go into a, a drum shop and sit down in the kit, obviously I I enjoy playing a traditional setup. But for me personally, and what I facilitate, like what I um, do on my different platforms or whatever on social media, like I like just a, a setup that allows for different creative thinking. So that helps. Mm-hmm. Um, that helps with that. Also, being a church drummer for you know growing up my my foundation as a drummer is in the church and so like that has a ride um you put your ride like typically with that setup right almost like on top of your uh kick drum and to- and floor tom like right in the center right there mm-hmm. and so like yep <clears throat> i've changed that up a little bit now but initially i did the two rack toms so far left so so it was out of the way so i could still have that ride set up yeah, I know, I know for sense. me personally, um, what? Yeah, no, it does, it does. Yeah. And um, honestly, guys, I also can leave some some links to you. You've had some posts in the past that show your setup mm-hmm. currently, and so we can definitely link that in the in the notes and and yeah. let people check that out because it is really interesting. Like not a lot of drummers that I see do that and have those toms so far to the right to the left mm-hmm. of them. Um, and, and it kind of opens up and you can even add a little bit more things. Like say, for instance, if you wanted to add like an SPDSX right above the second rack tom, you have the space for that. Yep. You can do that if you really wanted to. And so there's a lot of customizability. If that's a – yeah, that's a word. Um, well, it's <laughs> the word now. Um, <laughs> you, can, you can really yeah. customize things and, and really leave it open to, hey, what can I create today? And like you said, it's a really like a creating – content aspect or just a creating zone aspect where you can really play around you walk into the studio and be like man i can 
oh, I could do this today. Oh, I could do this today. And you get the juices flowing just by changing <laughs> up the setup. Yep. And, and I know for me, like growing up, especially at 15, where I was playing that style of music that Garrett and you do, which is like kind of a Southern gospel kind of thing, like Lindo Cooley-esque type of music. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah, and actually funny enough, um, the worship leader that was my worship leader when I was like 15, he used to play bass at Lindo Cooley's church. So like he came over to our church and like basically we were straight up Southern gospel all the time, like yeah. two and four on the doom, doom, doom. Yeah. So, but funny enough with that style of music, I had a bigger kit. We had a bigger like um, pearl kit that had like three rack toms and two floor toms. It was a pretty big kit. So I learned how to play simplistically on a big kit. But again, yeah. that choice of the kit wasn't mine. It was the churches that they bought it from another person that was selling their kit. And so we just happened to have that kit like yeah, at the church. So yep. I never really thought of the setup like that. And I just kind of like used it. And then, yeah, I, I don't particularly like a lot of toms, but that was an experience that I was able to have. And through having those drums, I found out, oh, I don't really like a lot of toms. I like keeping it simple and only having maybe one rack tom, one floor tom or two floor toms or, or whatever the case is. Yeah. And something else about uh, setup and stuff is I've, I've also typically um, tended to spread my drums out more than like a typical drummer would, especially when I had my older, I had a collector's kit. It was, it was a black collector's DW. I had two I love, uh, love that kit. bass drums. I miss that kit a lot. Um, for sure. Uh, but, yeah, I love that kit. Uh, man, that's such a good kit. Yeah. Sorry. But like, it, I didn't ever really notice this. I, I think you may have been one of the first people that pointed it out to me actually in how wide I play. I don't remember who pointed it out, but I never realized. And then I started looking at like other drummers and they, they basically would a lot of drummers like play with just enough space in between their floor Tom and their snare that their knee just perfectly fits in between there. My setup yeah. now is not like super wide, but like at one point in time, dude, I was playing with like, three knees or four knees of space between my snare and floor tom like super wide um i don't even know why but like i i think was, i know why why do you because of garrett that's how garrett plays no well i never and so i never realized how is how is it how is I it set up at the church what do you like like when he played at the church how was the set was the setup kind of similar to that like really big and wide. I don't remember or that. Remember. I never. I ne if that's why I never consciously thought like, oh, this is why I'm doing this. The the tilt for ah. sure. I loved the tilt, and I was like, that makes sense for me. Like I did that because it. I tried it, and I was like, oh, this makes sense. It's it's, it's like when you right. hit when you hit it tilted, it's it's like hitting it flat. But the wide thing. Yep. It just kind of happened. I, I it might be because I have a really like weird width like like span like my my width my arm span or whatever it's called is really wide uh yeah, i don't i don't that's, know that's very possible yeah and it so, might be at the time it might have been comfortable for you because i know that's not the case anymore not it's as a much. little bit more tighter now yeah right i think i've realized like i've you wear yourself out 
with that kind of, you know, when it's wide like that, like you, you wear yourself out quicker cause you're reaching so far. Yeah. And I also like feeling like centered with my, with my right foot because of the fact that it's my, my power foot, essentially, I'm doing a lot of different things with the kick drum, um, foot essentially. So I like staying yeah. like centered essentially, if that, if that sounds correct. So I, I like, I don't like stretching too far. If I, if I feel like I'm stretching out to touch the, the pedal, then I'm like, it feels weird. So I try to like center that and then kind of base everything around what I'm doing with the kick drum. And so I feel hmm. comfortable. Um, but I have enough space, you know, to like really lay into the snare. Um, and I, I know for me kind of leading up to like now, one of the main things that's changed is the height of my cymbals. And that's, and I actually gone up like height wise. I actually throw almost like a jazz player in a way. Yeah. And there's like two things because for me, um, I had teched for, um, or I, I'd helped him out. Um, um, Forrest Rice, when he came into floor, came down to Florida, um, they were, I think they were touring with dance Gavin dance. I think might've been uh-huh. somebody else. I'm not sure, but they were touring with, with somebody. And so the band that he was in, they were there. And so I came up and helped him like tune some stuff and, and chill and whatever. And I noticed that he like has his um, symbols pretty high. And the reasoning for that is because there's not a lot of space or movement when he goes from his snare or floor tom. He literally can keep his um, shoulder to elbow at a, like a straight – like he's not moving that. It's like a 90-degree angle from his el- then from his elbow to his – his wrist. So always moving is his elbow and wrist and his shoulder can stay the same and it's not wearing his shoulder out. So huh. when he told me that, I was like, Oh, that makes a lot of sense. Like you're basically don't have to move your shoulder. Cause then remember if you're stretching out, then you have to hold your shoulder, your arm up with your shoulder. And over time, your shoulder gets tired. Yep. So he has it in a way where he's able to stay really comfortable, but have it far enough away where it's still, um, like miking wise, it also yep. makes a lot of sense as well because the higher your symbols are, the less bleed you're going to have coming into the mics when they're mic'd for the toms and the snare and stuff like that. So, I mean, that's I kind of took that idea and like I even put my hi hat up a little bit higher. It's not as high as say like Travis Barker, but yep. I would say it's a little bit lower than that. I still have it somewhat there, but it's pretty high for for a normal drummer to sit down and be like, dude, that's that's pretty pretty wild so yeah i yep. i hock those things up and i just yeah it's comfortable it really is and so those are the, the those are the two reasons why like comfortability and then also because of miking whenever i start to mic up the kit too so for it's sure. just it's sweet at least for yeah me. well uh also i don't know like how many people listening are familiar with like longer church settings or, or anything like that but uh, I've been in some like longer church situations where there's like, you know, w- music playing for sometimes like 20, 30 plus minutes. And in those scenarios, yep. e- even longer, just like, uh, you know, whatever. So in those situations, like, dude, I found myself, especially if I've done like a, like a church camp and it's like a week long and it's service every night and that happens every night. Dude, I found myself Dude. before like going straight pterodactyl on on the drums, and just like I'll bring in, homie, I'll bring in everything. <laughs> no, I'll bring in everything. So literally, like my my elbows are almost like touching my rib cage, and I'm and I can like hit 
yeah. the, the crash without even having to hardly lift my elbow up because you, you got to save that mm-hmm. energy. You, your arms get so tired. Uh, and then like by the end of the week, I've, I literally noticed like it's so close and like just crammed, but it's like, you got to, you know, it's purposeful. Like you got to be mindful of like your, uh, endurance and, and, and map it out. Like, uh, kind of like a runner yep. would, like if they're sprinting, it's the same difference. Yeah. And that's also another reason why I started using longer sticks too, mm. because I started to go Bro, we sound, higher. We sound like we're getting I, so old. I, oh, <laughs> no, but the Three thing is though, like, that's the thing when you, when, when you get, when you get older, you start yep. thinking a little, like not to say you're not thinking smarter as a younger person, but certain things you weren't thinking of when you were like 18, you yeah. start thinking of when like you're our age, like 27, 28, because you want to reserve your body. You want to keep it intact for as long as possible. So you think of these things that make it more comfortable, the longevity of your plane. If you're stuck in a situation where you're there for like, you know, a two hour situation, like I've, I know the worship services were like, Hey, the Holy ghost hits and you're, you're up there for like another hour and a half. That's a, that's a long night after playing a full set. Then the pastor comes up, then you come back up on stage. Like that's a long service. Like that's like over a two hour, sometimes over a two hour set. And so it's like, it's a lot. And so you got to think through that type of stuff and say, Hey, you know what? It may not be my typical setup, but I got to bring this stuff in. Or for instance, when I played a, uh, what do you call it? I played a little bar gig, um, at a small restaurant and my normal setup is huge. And I came up with the smallest rack time I could find the smallest floor, Tom. I went super light with my snare, super light with, um, super small kick, hot, small hi hats and one ride. Like you just got to work with the situation that you're given. And like, but I know that's not the evolution of a, of a setup, but still like, yep. you got to work with, you got to know what's going on, you know? Yeah, for sure. Uh, also, I mean, not just like, you know, church setting. Yes. But like, even like a, a, a live concert setting, like it's a different, it's a different, um, sorry if, I, if, that, if that's popping, but like you, you think differently, like, okay, well I have to do, you, you, you typically know that set and the length to a, you know, to a, a, a minute, you know, how long it's going to last. So you can be a little more flexible, like with your, with your setup, honestly, this all connects, like your setup directly affects, uh, like the situation or the gig in front of you. Like, I think it kind of changes like according to whatever it is you're, you're doing, you know? Oh, Um, and another thing that I think people don't take into consideration is that say, for instance, they like their drums, higher up will they tend to miss like a your seat also matters adjust your seat as well so you're more comfortable when you're sitting at this higher setup or this lower setup like just did i lose you adjust it according to and if you like i've seen some players um actually it's the it's the owner of um nelson drum shop bryson yeah hey i think your mic's going in and out a little bit nate you there oh is it there you go. Yeah, I think it went out for hey. a, a little second, but you're good. You're back. Oh, my bad. Okay, cool. Um, oh, yeah. So the um, owner of um, Nelson Drum Shop, which is in Nashville, um, Bryson, he sits so high 
on this like his seat is super high up compared to how his drums are setting he likes sitting over the kit instead of like kind of level with it or a little bit above it like he really sits over the kit so it's 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 it whatever works for you but also be willing to adjust that and if if the seat's too high adjust it like i see that all the time people like are are changing their setup but they're not changing their seat and they wonder why it's a little bit frustrating when they're like doing different things sometimes it's a seat and just change the seat it help, it's helpful yes sir get a comfortable seat too get that comfortable seat bro a lot of cushion i have an ocd ocd pc the throne bro bro my my chair has a a a back support oh oh you have the um rock sock um one right i'm i'm kind of messing around one day i will though have a back support well, there is one with the back support. That's yeah. Thing. No, I know. I want it. Yeah. <laughs> that's, the, that's that's the sad part about it too. I want it like right now. <laughs> oh I like God. having the option. Like I normally sit. I normally sit forward, but it's nice to be able to like have a little support. Like you feel like, all right, I'm in the driver's seat. All right, here we go. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I don't know. I am getting. We are. We are getting old. That's what's happening. We're getting old. Uh, we're growing wiser. <laughs> we're growing wiser. I tried to have a comeback for that, but I don't have one. Yeah, I was waiting for it. <laughs> I know. <laughs> you were. Like, I normally do. I normally have something. Yeah. But Let's see. Well, I mean, I don't, unless you have something. Yeah. I, I, I uh, do want to say, like, if anybody ooh. has a specific request of some somebody a drummer or a person that they would want to hear us uh bring on the show please let us know somehow like on a comment on instagram or um just send us a direct message uh we need an email address yep. that people can email too we'll have to set that up but that would be awesome if you guys we, we uh, drop in yeah. some recommendations on people we should try to reach out to to get on the show yeah yeah also one last thing is that um, the one thing that has changed majorly with your setup, I don't know if he still has this, but how your ride is like super far off to the right. Mm, it's it's still like that, yeah. Is that that's, still there? That's been, that's a new thing yeah. within the last year-ish, something like that, year or year and a yeah, half. Yeah, when you told me that, I was like, I was like, that's the most craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, I, uh, you know what? Let me rephrase that. No, it's not crazy because... When, and I think back, I think back to like how drums were set up. Like when I was growing up, you always had, you know, a cymbal, you had two rack toms, you had a floor tom, and then you had a cymbal in the place of where the ride is nowadays. And then you had the ride off to the right hand side. Yep. So you had it over the floor tom. Yep. And and so now it's just, it's a creative thing, obviously, but it's also, I think it's comfortable for you to go over that side instead of coming through the middle of where it is, where it is now, like over the bass drum. Yeah. So, I, I mean, maybe you can get in, into that a little bit and then we can close it out. Yeah. I mean, I actually have, I also have an aux, uh, especially live, um, which will be probably coming to you guys from the road within a couple, a few weeks, actually, maybe. Um, in October, yeah, on, on a little tour, tour vibe. But I actually have an auxiliary snare attached to my hi hat stand as well. Um, 
it's back up. I haven't had it there for a while, but especially live, I like to do that because it just adds a little flair to snare hits. Um, yep. But uh, I forget what you were saying. I mean, currently my setup is is the floor with your tom. ride. Yeah, so it's it's kind of where uh, I, I switched it back to be like that because I mean, a lot of the stuff I do is video based, obviously, and so like it's easier to get. Well, one, it's comfortable to hit, but two, I mean, some you know, some 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 people out there might think this is silly, but you can get really cool looking crossover hits if your uh high if your crashes are like the same height and and somewhat close to each other. So in order to do that, mm. yeah. So in order to do that, um, I had to switch my uh the traditional rides area with the uh, crash two, and you can do that a lot better and easier without looking like a total idiot. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's an interesting aspect though, because, um, it kind of reminds me in a way of how Travis kind of orchestrates his setup, Mm. um, where he has those symbols, those crashes very level with each other because he does a lot of that stuff, but he keeps his ride in the, in the more, more traditional way now with his like above the, the kick drum instead of, above the floor tom so yep. but he has a lot a lot more in and closer to him i think than he did. might have a so crash it makes mounted, a lot of sense i think he might have a crash mounted on his uh kick drum that wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me yeah, yeah i think you're right that i think wouldn't he, surprise me at all i think he does because that i mean if it was over too far like it just wouldn't it would make it, sense yeah yep yeah that totally makes sense i mean honestly and it comes it comes to show that like setup there's endless possibilities yep. when it comes to how you want to set things up don't just think and this is kind of like the theme of like what we've been doing since the very beginning is like stop putting drums in a box stop putting the creative aspect into yep. a box and be willing to experiment be willing to look outside of what everyone else is doing or what is traditionally quote unquote been done um I mean, the paint videos and the Vire videos are a great example of that because you see so many people come into the comments and like try to talk the about fire, all the fire videos and like, paint. Yeah, the fire and paint. Oh paint, yeah, bro. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm I'm just saying like outside the box stuff when yeah. it comes to like just the, random stuff that you're not going to see traditionally. Yep. But you're making things more just in general. So like. Yep. But going back to the setup, but like, be willing, be, know that if you step out of the box, understand, and it gets attention, understand that a lot of criticism and negative stuff will, there's a, a high possibility that will come from doing that. So just know that could come with it if it's, you know, not a traditional th- trick or thing, you know, so. Something that I've learned, yeah, but it's <laughs> very well, yeah, uh, yeah, a little, a little bit, yeah, just a little uh, bit. Man, and and another an, another person would be Casey Cooper. Casey Cooper did too, and so when he started doing the fire sticks, I mean, wild. He only, nobody ever thought, yeah, like, but he only did like one or two videos of that that went, and and that was it. Which that's a good point. Which <laughs> you're, I'm not really sure. Like, what, five or six. I'm not really sure. Like, if it's just a new mentality. This is the last thought. It's just like one more, one more thing. I think TikTok is the first platform that reposting a very similar type of content, it became popular and a thing to do because 
if you look at most popular creators on TikTok, they'll repost something. We've, we've talked about this before in here, but they'll repost something yep. over and over and over again. And the only thing that might change in it is like their outfit and the song that's playing in the background. And right. it's technically the same thing, but it works every time. And I think, I don't think that's been a thing before TikTok because if I look back at like YouTubers, I wonder why like people like Cooper and there's no hate, like, but, but had he done that video, that type of video 10 times in a row, how much bigger of a following could he have accumulated during those like newer days of YouTube or any of any other of those, you know, drummers or creatives? Probably a lot. That's an interesting point. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, a, and that's a very interesting point to kind of, kind of end on because yep. at the end of the day, um, just try new things. And if it works and you enjoy it, mm-hmm. keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to put your right off to the side, put your right off to the side. If you want to have a 14 inch floor, a floor time as a rack time, like I have right now, do it. It's try it out. The worst yeah. that can happen is you don't like it and you change it a week later or a month later, but at least you can say you tried it and you have no regrets on trying out that particular idea. So guys, I hope this has been super helpful. Um, have a great week. And remember, we don't just drum about it. We talk, we talk about, about it. it. We'll see you guys next week.